Technology, politics, and the economy are changing fast. No time to keep up with all the policies affecting your everyday life and figuring out fact from fiction? Not even sure where God could fit in all of this? Don't worry, I've got your back. I'm here to dig a little deeper into the issues of the day. And most importantly, to show you the spiritual principles and solutions we can use to rise above it all victoriously for your family's success. Stay tuned as we discover God's plan for our life on earth as it is in heaven. I raise all sorts of diverse topics in this podcast because I want Christians to be useful in the real world and to be able to present good ideas and to be able to defend them. I believe as Christians we have something to offer our community because we have, I'm not going to say exactly the same mind as Christ, but we're working on it. We have a more heavenly perspective and maybe way closer to God's perspective than the government of our day. And that is badly needed in our society. So let's dive deeper into these social issues, and we can see the root issue and the biblical reason behind our opinion. It's not just another opinion. There's a lot these days in uh, mainstream media about affordable housing. There are many aspects to this, but I want to point out four reasons for what's going on right now. And then we'll tie it into how this affects how you may vote, how you may think about a certain topic, and maybe even how you'll respond to somebody who gives his opinion on his lunch hour. Of course, if interest rates rise, your mortgage payments also rise. Or your rent that you're giving your landlord that allows him to keep making his mortgage payments, thus making housing less affordable, whether you're renting or owning. Secondly, if government doubles the national debt, as Trudeau has done while he's been in office in Canada, then the value of each dollar will go down. Of course, there's complexities to what they call printing money by trading debt and issuing federal bonds and that sort of thing that I won't get into. But suffice to say, when the national debt load increases, the value of the dollar decreases, meaning everything from buildings to donuts will cost more dollars. And that's what we call inflation. A basic economic principle is supply and demand. This means if oranges are rare, I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get one. That means you will have to pay more too. Because why would the orange man sell to you instead of to me if you're not willing to pay as much as me? On the other hand, if there's lots of people who are selling oranges, you can probably get one of them to sell it to you cheaper, which then in turn forces all the other sellers to decrease their prices too. Why would I buy from 
my orange man at a higher price. And you know these principles, right? So, what has housing got to do with oranges? Well, in an unstable country, or with an autocratic government who's trying to control everyone, and particularly control wealth, when the wealthy get the chance, they will move their money out of that country, away from the grasp of the government. Sounds smart, right? And are they going to keep it in Iranian or Chinese currency? No. The preferred way to keep it is in real estate. That's a preferred option because it generally keeps its value. It's harder to devalue it unless it burns down or has an oil leak on it or something. It generally, over years, goes up in value, not down. It's also hard for a government to steal it and take it back to their country. It's hard to steal it at all or move it. It's an immovable property. So that keeps it safe. So to keep their money safe, they're willing to pay a little extra, which in turn makes it a little more expensive for all the other buyers. These people are willing to pay a premium because rather than stocks, they know there's not much chance of their property going down to zero. So just like oranges, housing prices go up. And this is an issue particularly for the upper middle class and above. How else can we increase demand? Well, we could increase the number of people needing affordable housing. That would be a lot more babies growing up and getting married and needing a home which isn't really happening in North America, or it could be people moving into the country. Prime Minister Trudeau and many others of his thinking posted that refugees can come in, we will be welcoming to them, and lots and lots of people showed up. For those of you who don't know, we have a 4,000-mile undefended border, longest in the world. And so refugees didn't necessarily come in through the airport or through uh, a customs agent crossing at a highway, but walked through the woods someplace, any place. Lots of places to do that, but there was a couple. Roxton Road, you could look up, R-O-X-T-O-N. There was a lot of Commentary on that in the news in the last couple of years, how many people came through that way instead of the official ways. But in any case, lots of people have come into the country. In fact, uh, in Canada, it averages half a million per year, or one of the highest per capita countries in the world. And of course, when people arrive here, they're unlike the, the wealthy who are trying to just put their money someplace in a, in a house. They probably can't afford a house, so they need uh, lower rent until they get themselves established, which is perfectly understandable. Fine. 
and I have nothing against that. But don't be surprised if the government hasn't planned for that, that there'll be an affordable housing shortage. According to the CMHC, which monitors these things, three and a half million new units are needed, which, given a half million new people coming in per year, after a few years, can't be at all surprising, can it? So what does this have to do with Christian beliefs? Well, on the face of it, it sounds callous to say, keep refugees out, keep immigrants out. But is it really better to welcome them without preparing enough housing for everyone? No, that's not compassionate. That's just mean or stupid or something. But that's not loving our neighbor. And telling governments that they need to plan this better before they open the floodgates to a half million immigrants per year isn't hating your neighbor. So let's not allow media to convince our colleagues that we talked to on our lunch break to just dismiss Christian ideas. How about a third option? It's time for creative ideas. Maybe there's ways of helping them in their own country. But the postmodern idea of Trudeau and his ilk don't consider this because, as he said, Canada is the first post-nation state. So there's no borders needed at all. Is that why Canadians voted for him? No, I dare say not. But maybe his ideology is why he says such seemingly foolish things. Things like the budget will balance itself. Because if you don't think there's such a thing as a nation, then a national budget or people coming across national borders is totally irrelevant. Our countries in Western society need that Christian perspective, Christian viewpoint to be heard. And with these little tidbits of information and other things you glean, you'll be able to stand up for the truth, point out creative new ways of thinking, and maybe even show your friends and colleagues a different way to think about these election issues without just putting people in a box, you're this or you're that. So don't be afraid to spread the word in truth, in love, and in God's blessings. If you are presenting your body as a living sacrifice and allowing Holy Spirit to transform your mind, congratulations. You are integrating your spirit, mind, and body, strengthening yourself to overcome evil with good. Please leave a rating for the show and hit subscribe to be notified of new fascinating topics I'll be discussing next on earth as it is in heaven. Until next time, may God bless you and make you a blessing to those around you.